Guess who? And guess what? Footy Prime is launching a gin, and we're having a party to celebrate. Thursday, June 6th, join the whole FB crew for Footy Prime's one-night stand at Nickel Nine Distillery in Toronto. Come celebrate Footy Prime's one-ball gin with Nickel Nine Distillery mixologists on hand, Charmin's proper pies, meet-and-greet and photo ops with your favorite primers, and a live Atska's Almost Anything podcast. Footy Prime's one-night stand, June 6th at 7 p.m. till when we kick you out. Tickets at eventbrite.ca. Footy Prime, your almost daily footy fix. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello, hello, Footy Prime faithful. Welcome back to the show. God, we churn these out on a consistent basis. I hear an echo, though. Who's, uh... No one. No, I'm hearing an echo. Someone's TV on, maybe? Jimmy? It's not me, if you guys are going to start. Go, yeah, it's <laughs> Jimmy. And look, my TV's no, off. Front of the TV. Phone's off. Everything's off. Leave me alone. <laughs> you know what it is, though, Jimmy? You're going to laugh at this. Oh, your, head, your headset. Your headset is is loud, and your mic is picking it up. Oh, right. Jimmy, my headset's loud. Like, am I really loud in your in your ears right now? You sound very comforting. I told you, you have a soothing voice. <laughs> <laughs> you two, you two were having a love affair on the dark web WhatsApp today. No, no, we've developed this bromance recently because it's always you guys like against me, and when I was away, it was you guys against Jimmy. Yeah. So naturally, we're the scapegoats as victims of your abuse. Now we come together. We formed an alliance that we show up tonight. We're both drinking red wine. Two newest guys, eh, Craiger? Yeah. Jim, Jimmy was always uh, the young guy. Well, for me, was anyway on the team. And yeah, he was uh, he was the punch bag for a while, weren't you, Jimmy? I was the biggest punch bag ever. It was ridiculous. I'm still the punch bag. I don't understand. Like, when do you get away from being a punch bag? <laughs> I've been asking myself that question for the entire time I've known James Sharman. It's brutal, man. It's I tell you, as I said in the dark web, it's because our hair is great and we're too bloody good looking. Everyone just always wants to take the piss out of us. Mm. And we got nice glasses. Yeah, that's it. We look fucking smart, the two of us. <laughs> so this is the best, worst intro I've ever made because I I turned it into a technical summit and uh, it's too good to cut out. Keep going. So we'll just keep rolling. Uh, that is the voice of my... Uh, my new friend and teammate, uh, the alliance that I have with uh, Jimmy B there, Jimmy Brennan. Uh, Craig Forrest is here. Dan Wong is back. And James Sharman is living it up in Costa Rica. Working for the man. The man. I wonder if he's got his credentials yet. 
He's hey, he's still in the blimp, by the way. <laughs> he's been taking those pictures for two days of that field. <laughs> if you've been following James Sharman on Twitter, which you should be. Did you guys know that's from his hotel room, eh? I said if he doesn't get credentials, he's going to end up having to watch it from there. Yeah, honestly. It's like those condos up next to the Rogers Center. And all those people that are like, I paid a premium for the roof to be open. It needs to be open more games than not. I can't see third base, but what a view this is. It's free. Oh, Jimmy used to be able to look right in there. I used to live there. I used to look right in there. Yeah. So all the concerts, everything. Amazing. That place would be uh, worth a few bucks now, eh, Jimmy? Yeah, why don't you rub it in, bud? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Well, I think that the condos in this part of the world here in San Jose would probably be worth a a pretty penny, too, because it's a brand new stadium. Um, They had Coldplay performing there on Friday. I think there was a bit of concern that the the turf would be a mess. But considering the way the field is usually in that part of the world, and uh, in Costa Rica in particular, Jimmy and Craig, when you played at Saprissa Stadium and it was that turf, um, that was a cauldron or a lion's den, as uh, as Craig called it. That's not the case in this nice, new, beautiful Estadio Nacional, is it? No, it's not. Although... Uh, what I understand is the Ticos, Costa Rica, would rather play there. They want to play on natural grass. So uh, there is that. Um, it's larger, 35,000 as opposed to 21. But the atmosphere at uh, Saprissa was uh, really something that would, yeah, it was as good as it got as far as uh, CONCACAF got. And I thought it was a huge home field advantage, I thought, for Costa Rica. They'll be playing with some real desperation. And their their league's been off for... A month that I read now, two or two weeks, excuse me, a couple of weeks. That team has been together. Mm-hmm. Obviously, there's a, a lot of domestic based players. It's not uh, like the Costa Rican sides of the past. They'll be they'll be desperate and they'll be they'll give Canada, you know, a run. I think, but um, obviously, this is a Canada side with a lot of confidence and a lot of depth, a lot of weapons. I think uh, John Herdman and the whole camp seem very very confident that they're you know heading down to traditionally two very difficult places to play. But they've got uh, they've got goals here, and qualifying is not the only one. They want to they want to win that group and prove that they can they can do it. To go undefeated would be quite a statement, wouldn't it? Charms is coming on. <laughs> Look okay. at this. Look at that. Live from Costa Rica. Live from Costa Rica. Hey, fellas. Hey. hey. <laughs> God, you look like shit. <laughs> so you missed the best worst intro of my entire professional career, Charms. It, it's, it's been great. Really? Um, I love the energy that you brought to these guys though immediately as you can tell they were just you know, sauntering through with me uh, but we didn't we didn't get into the whole uh, half the crews infected with covid um so credit to all of you now we're, we're all here as a as a family thankfully not in the same room yeah. because no one else who's healthy wants to get sick from from you guys but uh you're having a tough time with it a eh, wonger you can't even sit in the frame oh sorry man i'm uh yeah jimmy and i were talking earlier it's a roller coaster i thought i was past it and Sharms had it, what, about three, three, four months ago, Sharms? And um, he told me the same thing. And you don't know it until you feel it. And that's the thing, because some flus, you go, hey, I'm feeling better. And it's, uh, it's a, you increase, every day you increase getting better. This one, I, I felt shittier at the beginning. Now I'm feeling shittier tonight. Um, I, you know, Jimmy's the same way. He's drinking a glass of wine. I've got a Neo Citroen. That just shows you the difference <laughs> of professionalism. <laughs> it's a, hey, the only difference is my father's Irish, and he tells yeah. me 
have a drink that will sort it out. So I thought, all right, I'll open up a bottle of wine. <laughs> Smart play, man. They say booze is good for the immune system, right? I think it's really good for it. Isn't that right? No? <laughs> Just not a bottle. Well, I'm fair to be wrong. You look like shit. I, I feel like shit. You look like shit as well. Thanks. Like, I mean, you, you, obviously, it's hit you pretty hard as well. At least I showered today. Hey, Wonger? That's a win. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I still, I probably three days now. <laughs> <laughs> you don't look it. You got that one up on him. That's great. Um, so we're speaking to James Sharman at the very end of uh, match day minus one, uh, the eve of Canada playing Costa Rica. You've uh, you've been to the ground. We were just talking about the Estadio Nacional and how the, the pitch wasn't ruined by cold play. Thank God. Uh, looked wet when you were there for for training. That's because it was raining. Oh, it was raining during training. I'm looking at still photos. I could just see a wet running track around this new stadium. <laughs> it was wet. Yeah, I just got back. I, I, you got me for ten minutes. I've got a hot date with uh, Arash Madani. Nice. So I can't stand for too long. I can't believe that for the sake of our program, you didn't tell Arash he has to come on with you on our show. You're busy, man. You're with your real mates, not your workmates, not your mercenary work buddies. You're with us. It's about priorities, guys. <laughs> Arash wants too much. I'm in Costa Rica for Christ's sake. So I'm going to take advantage when I can. <laughs> oh, well, what's, in, what's the inside skinny then, Charms? Um, so the team literally flew in. Like they, they arrived at, I guess, about 8 p.m. your time at the stadium. They just got in from the, the airport. Today? Yeah, yeah. So they trained in Miami. Oh, jeez. And then, uh, you know, it's, it's CONCACAF, right? So it's a bit of a cockfuck, the whole organization. Um, but they arrived and went for a little walk around the pitch. A couple of uh, players were made available for 10 minutes. The usual stuff, you know. The players love doing the media and these things, right? They love it. Jimmy or Craig will tell you. They're just such big fans of it, you know. They're so motivated. How's the buzz? Can you see the boys are buzzing or they're raring to go? You know, I spoke to um, a member of staff who's been with that team for years and years. And, and they said that, you know, this team doesn't get too high, doesn't get too low, right? And they really are confident. And she goes... I've never seen this before with a team like this. You know, they they understand what it means. They understand the significance, but they really are kind of even keel and just know what's got to be done. So I think that probably comes from from Herbin, right, I suppose. But, yeah, yeah I mean, they're enjoying it. They seem loose. They're enjoying themselves, having a good laugh. That's good. Um, so the stadium's pretty cool, actually, once you're in there. China gave it to Costa Rica, right? So Costa Rica had some trade deal with uh, Taipei, I think it was. And as a result, China gave Costa Rica the stadium. And uh, and now there's no links between Costa Rica and Taipei, but they got a stadium out of the deal. So it worked out pretty well for them. But it's nice. It's yeah. decent. So, Charms, what's the... They actually what's a, brought over 800... Sorry, Stacks. Did we cut out there? <laughs> Craig's on a on a delay. Like He's, he's delay. on a bit of a delay again. He's doing this show from 2021. <laughs> <laughs> so, Charms, Charms, around around the city... Mm. What's what's the buzz like? What's the energy like? Is it are they the Costa Ricans are they up for this or is it quiet or it's quiet? I mean, it's just like you know, it's a weird place, San Jose. It's not a big city, right? And around the stadium where we're staying, there isn't that much going on. I mean, Monday night, or Tuesday night, there was nothing going on. We walked around bars, restaurants are closed. Um, now the Canadians are filtering in. About three hundred voyagers are coming, which doesn't sound like much, but it is for Canada. It's pretty impressive. And uh, they're, they're meeting just down the road. That's more than we used to get uh, at home. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, you're right. 
So, and, and they're enjoying themselves. They're, they're really up for it. I met a bunch of them last night and uh, guys that have been around for years. They've traveled the world following this team, like legitimate football fans. And they just, they're still kind of in disbelief that Canada's on the brink of this. But it's, so the Canadians are bringing some, some vibe. But apart from that, there isn't much around here. Not really. Not much, eh? Wow. I, mean, I bet you tomorrow it will change. I mean, like, it's going to be 35,000 strong, right? And they're loud. Actually, yeah. So it should be a different situation tomorrow. And they are promising a sellout crowd. Yep. Yep. Yeah, and like I'm sure you, you guys may have discussed it. I know Craig and I were talking about it on the dark web, how, uh, you know, this team hasn't yet done that. It hasn't faced the real legitimate hostile environment because of COVID protocols. The Azteca wasn't full. Honduras wasn't full. El Salvador wasn't really full. So this is the first time, and Costa Rica maybe not quite as toxic as some of those venues, but still, it'd be something, and it'd be interesting to see how this team responds. It will be. Yeah, it will be. It's interesting, though. I mean, Costa Rica being as desperate as they are, uh, being local, a lot of the local the players play locally, and uh, that sometimes, you know, with that break and spending that much time together, no matter – uh, whether they're substandard to Canada, which I believe they are, man to man, they can still be very well organized and, and make like difficult. And with great support, could be a challenge. Can put them right. Well, look at their, their defensive record. I think the second best in, in CONCACAF, right? Yeah. They're, they're, they're a good team. 10 points in the last four <laughs> games at home, unbeaten in 18 and 19 qualifiers. Mm-hmm. So they're a good team. And they shut their league down two weeks ago, right? So they could focus on this game. So they'll be really organized. So this is not going to be a cakewalk for Canada. There's no way. No. You know, it's interesting. The bookies have got Canada's favorite to win this game. Well, I guess. Yeah. I guess you take out the, uh, if you put it into context as far as what they've done so far, I understand that. But being, you know, the reality is we can dismiss these teams very easily. And that's a mistake, as you guys know, better than anyone. Mm-hmm. The scenario for Canada to solidify and confirm that place, if they win, they're in. If Canada draws... Panama or the United States must not pick up three points. That would also see Canada through. If Canada loses, uh, but Panama don't pick up, don't win, uh, and the United States lose, then Canada would still be through after this result Thursday night in San Jose. I would take a draw. I would take a draw and leave leave right now. (laughs) Yeah, I think think so. Being Sharms, where does Costa Rica – what do they just have to win out to make the fourth place? Basically, no, they're fifth right now. Mm. They're a point back of uh, Mexico. Yeah, Panama's fourth. Yeah, they're nine points behind Canada, Costa Rica. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So they're desperate. They have to win. This is must-win time for them, right? Panama obviously holds uh, their own cards, but they uh, Panama play. Uh, they got Honduras at home. Yeah, exactly. And they should beat Honduras. So Panama, Panama there's no chance Panama's going to lose at home to, to Honduras. Mm-hmm. No chance. They win the sofa, Honduras, right? Being pathetic. Yeah. Honduras are terrible. Yeah, they're shocking. It's amazing that they drew Canada in that first game, right? All those yeah. months ago. By the way, did you see a rash's piece on Sportsnet? They did the little video essay looking back. No? Didn't see it. Yeah. It's kind of goosebumpy. Oh, yeah? Why is that? I saw the tweet reactions. People were saying that. Yeah. Why was it goosebumpy? Because it just re- reflects on the last, you know, well, since 86 already, in that video essay kind of emotional kind of way. You know, you see this old fella called Craig Forrest making these saves, you know, and wasn't enough, though, <laughs> despite that. It was kind of a, a, a emotional. Wasn't it Paul Dolan? 
<laughs> not in any yeah, well, any it was, but since then, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm getting goosebumps. Keep talking. Keep talking. <laughs> it wasn't enough in '94 because uh, we only had there was only one spot available, and unfortunately, we finished second in Concacaf behind Mexico. Got fuck all. We were talking about that, right? That Canada, you know, the story with Canada is that you guys got screwed over. Jimmy's loving this. Got screwed over so many times, and you were for many reasons. But this qualifying campaign, everything's gone right. Like everything has gone right. All the crazy stuff has benefited Canada from Atiba's crazy weird goal to some insane saves to, uh, you know, COVID making those road trips not quite as tough as they should have been. It's weird. It's all victim of Gagliani's fault. And not a single bad call against Canada. Yeah, exactly. That's true. And a, and a Canadian CONCACAF president. Yeah. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> you have to bring back the Costa Rican papers, uh, the tabloids, so we can read what they're really saying after we find a Spanish person to translate for us. When I buy your Saprisa shirt, I'll get some papers as well. Get back. in. It's not it's not Does Saprisa play at this new stadium, this Chinese gifted no. stadium? No. They're still at the other one. They're the at Monster's the other cage. Okay. The Monster's Cage. I called it the Lion's Den a second ago. Yes. That was that was Millwall. I, w- I went to Millwall. That's one of the best matches I've ever seen in my life in the flesh. Millwall, Birmingham. They're mental there, man. That was a that was a new den though. The old den was even worse. Oh, are you kidding? Oh, geez. Hey, I want to. I know Sharps has to split, so no, I got fifteen minutes still. My my date just told me fifteen more minutes. Oh well, I'm sorry to interrupt. Then guys, keep talking Millwall. <laughs> Does uh you know we always refer to him as the Arash Madani? Uh, have you ever heard him refer to himself that way? Yeah, every time, every time I see him, he does that when he checks into the hotel, hotels, meeting fans. Yeah, the Arash Madani. Yep. Hey, I I just got to say something here, right? I'm going to point it out, Wonger. Yeah. Right. You're right in what you were saying because you're going. Sharms has got to go because when he first came on, he goes, oh, I got maybe 10 minutes or so. And all of a sudden now he's having a little bit of banter and he's like, oh, I got another 15 minutes, lads. (laughs) Oh, no, 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 Jimmy. I have no problem um, turning my computer off and leaving you guys. Am I right or am I wrong? You're right. You're right. He's just trying to figure out what's going on. I was just trying to be polite, Jimmy. You know me. He's an asshole, but polite. You're right. See? Because if if it was going shit, you'd be like, nah, guys, I'm out. Sorry, I got to go meet Rashid for a some wine and all this kind of stuff. Look at I see what I know your game. He's waiting, for, he's, he's waiting for a rash. A rash is having a shower, putting a little bit of aftershave on. He's getting all ready. Yeah, yeah exactly. Gonna, gonna do it up tonight. Text him, didn't he? I'm running a little bit late. No, Sharms <laughs> is in a good mood. He's smiling. He's laughing. What should I wear? He's what are you smiling. wearing tonight, Sharms? What are you wearing? I'm going with the gray tonight. You're going gray. Yeah. Nah, yeah. You two are texting each other. Going to color coordinate. <laughs> Going with the gray and the yeah no it's, it's San Jose is something it's not there isn't that much here from what I see but maybe we'll discover more tonight but I mean you're in this basin these mountains and volcanic mountains it's pretty amazing actually Costa Rica is a cool place I'm beautiful definitely beautiful come back place. you know I, I I was here 20 years ago I actually got engaged to a girl here wow I don't know this story <laughs> fatal tell yeah what terrible wow. She was a local. She was a local girl that you met the night before. What happened? <laughs> yeah, but I met her at the hotel. <laughs> yeah. So there's some bittersweet memories. Was she was she dancing? <laughs> like what? What was going on? Yeah, bittersweet. So I'll, I'll come back. Okay, can you tell the story? Well, that's that's it. That's it. There's nothing really to tell. Went with next. No, there is lots to tell. Well, I went with the next girlfriend. 
ex-girlfriend, Canadian girl. Yeah. And we, we traveled like Asia together and then we did Costa Rica for a month. And I thought, well, what else am I going to do in my life? May as well marry this one. <laughs> so closed. She said yes. And then it all went horribly wrong <laughs> after that. Hey, I'm dying to know how you proposed. I can't remember. I don't think it was nothing flash. No, you do remember. Because it's not something that you forget. Well, it's nothing flash. It was like, just like, yeah, well, if you want to, you may as well. You know, you're not going to do better than me. <laughs> Very romantic. I'm about as romantic as a freaking hemorrhoid me, so. Uh, the the last proposal story on this show, which I thought was very unexpected, would never come. Tancredi, Paul, Mary, oh yeah, uh, Wonger and I were having some banter, and Tancredi made me tell the proposal story. So I got to be honest, my money was on you. If if there was a uh, betting odds here for you to have the more romantic story than me, but no, no, I bet you're more romantic than me. I'm not romantic. You you know why it wasn't a good story, a good proposal? Because she wasn't the one. That's why. Yeah, that's why. Yeah, exactly. That's why. I want to know well, why you broke up. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, yeah. Let's get into the dark details. It's because she saw his paycheck at the score after they came back to Canada. <laughs> she was like, my life? The rest of my life? <laughs> well, listen, how about some divorce stories? <laughs> I could chuck one in, too, right? Yeah. We can tell you both. We, we could all tell you. <laughs> it's like a funny prime yeah. relationship disaster stories segment. Just by itself. Right. Okay, but tell us how you broke up, then. Because you're a cuddly guy. You look cuddly. Me? <laughs> yeah. You look very cuddly. I'm not that cuddly. What? You know, Jimmy, Jimmy, we just... You do, you do look cuddly, though. Doesn't he look cuddly? I'd cuddle him. Like a marshmallow. <laughs> marshmallow. We just grew up hot. <laughs> he says like a marshmallow. Marshmallow. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> no, not, a, not a marshmallow. He goes to kickboxing classes. He's not a marshmallow. Stacks, that's terrible. Hey, listen, I, I put some pounds on. I, just, I sent you that picture of that shirt. My shirt. Hadn't worn that since Sportsnet when I went there full time. Like, Jesus Christ, that thing's bursting. Okay, tell us how you broke up then. <laughs> it's the heat. Hold on. Let, uh, let, me, let me pump your ego up. It's the heat. Your body's a bit swollen. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah, you're retaining all the moisture. This is what happened to me in Costa Rica, too, because there's no way I put on as much weight as my clothes showed when I was done. <laughs> that Speedo was just bulging. It's because you didn't like sex, right, Charms? That's why? Yeah. You know, actually, I, remember, I don't remember much about I remember that for some reason I had lots of Labatt Blue in the fridge, and I never drink Labatt Blue, but we had tons of it, and I drank a shitload that night. And then you proposed. The night you broke up. Huh? And then you proposed. No, no, this is a breakup story. Oh, uh, it was your breath. <laughs> yeah, maybe. I can't, she's like, I can't marry someone that drinks blue. What is wrong with you? It was self-sabotage, yeah. though. You knew Your soul knew she wasn't the one. Oh, yeah. So it was like, Jimmy James, you got to do something to get out of this mess. Yep, yep. You know, when you reach a certain level of fame in the social media world. Hope your experience in Costa Rica is better uh, or finishes better than the last one. Yeah, no kidding. Me and Arash break up. It's going to be ugly. <laughs> it's going to be awful. Okay, well, before Arash and Neil Davidson come to your door to wrangle you out for a night on the town. Neil's not here. He's not there? No, no, it's surprising. What the hell? Is it even a World Cup qualifying window if Neil Davidson isn't there? No, not really. It doesn't happen. <laughs> You're right. Wow. Yeah, it doesn't happen. If Neil's not here, it doesn't happen. I hope he's not like these guys at home with the vid. Well, yeah, maybe he is, eh? He I is. Hope, uh, hope Neil's all right. Any nuggets from, from training? I mean, they don't give you much time for those who don't know. What, what did you get? 15, 15 minutes to watch them play head tennis? No, there's nothing going on. I mean, listen, the one, I mean, the questions I have center around um, 
obviously Richie, you know, is he match fit? Is he rusty? Um, Vittoria has barely played. He's played one game since the last window, right? And, mm-hmm. you know, he's the, been the, the go-to guy at centre-back. Um, who plays on the left-hand side? Is it Richie with Adekubi suspended? Will they, they blood someone? Will, you know, you see a Kone get in the midfield? Will you see Christian Gutierrez maybe get a debut fullback or wingback? A few questions. This team's got some issues, right, as far as players who aren't playing every week. And obviously Alfonso mm-hmm. out and, and now Vittoria. Also, Barney had a knock as well. So there's some question marks for sure. Yeah, they would have uh, tried to pick up as much information as they could in Florida, obviously, at training. But uh, it's a it's a difficult one. It's a definitely one... I think a few decisions there that will keep John uh, Herdman up at night. Yeah. What is it with the Portuguese guys? Steven Astaki has not got many minutes either since going to Porto. I know he played in the Europa League there. No. no he's got more than Richie though, right? He's played a bit. He played uh, in the Europa League match, but uh, not, not a hell of a lot. But I wonder, I mean, like Rust, he's still playing games, right? He reserves. He's still training hard. It's not quite like it was back in, in January when uh, they hadn't played for two months. And when they were really legitimately rusty. This is a bit different that i think that you know generally well jimmy you can speak for me that you've i've known guys that could go months without playing and and show up and look like they didn't miss a beat and then i've seen guys that need to play every single week week in week out or take weeks to get into a rhythm um everybody's different so uh, i personally don't know how richie would be jimmy you know richie better than i do as a player so yeah listen for me i you look at Richie, there's a number of players, as you guys know, they've got that physique where they're, they're ready to go all the time. And then you get other players as well where, you know, they take two, three weeks off and you could see that they're, they're not ready to go. They look like Wonger. They've put on a pound or two here and there. But I, I, think, I, think, I think Richie could step in. I think he could do a job. He's just got that frame about him, right? Thin, lean. And he's always ready to go. But I'm interested to know, are they going to go with a three or are they going to go with a flat, uh, flat four? Mm-hmm. Right? Interesting, right? And does, does, does Johnson step in with Miller? Maybe Henry comes in? Henry's suspended for this one, right? So, Fuck, yeah, okay. Yeah, got, so Miller, yeah, Miller. I'm, so I'm, Johnson, Miller. Kennedy. And, and Kennedy. So maybe those three. Or do you end up having Richie on the left and then maybe you go with Miller and Johnson on the right. Who knows? Like, I, I'm interested to know what they're going to do. I know. The thing is, you can't guess John Herbert's 11s, right? It's pointless. Like, no one ever gets it right. He's played so many formations and always surprises with at least one selection, right? So, yeah, it's really interesting. Always. Isn't that how we talk about Pep Guardiola? You can't predict what he's going to do with his side. Yeah. Well, like, but but what, a, what an incredible reality that Canada's got this depth where – those who you know watch and follow every game and follow all these leagues can't can't predict it. Yeah. Like small, the you know this window has taught us uh, to celebrate the the small victories, and there's been a lot of awesome milestones watching this side play. And for me, that's one of them. Who's a, who's been your your player that qualifying for Canada? It's changed with every every window. You know, uh, I asked mm-hmm. the guys the last show that we did when we had Alex McKechnie on and Nick Dasovich, which if you're not listening to it, Charms is a real good one. Give it a listen. And those of you uh, listening to this who may not have heard that show. Playing home, I'm listening to that. And I asked them, why, you know, what, if there was one player standing out, because I was interested to see if, if we ha- any of us had the same answer. Like the last window, honestly, Sam Atakubi has jumped out to me in the last couple windows. But the last one in particular, he got that goal and my God, did he, de- he deserved it, you know? So recency bias, Sam Atakubi. 
But I think to down to the Azteca and how Oso had played, Jonathan Zorio having not you know had uh, as many minutes maybe as as he would have in in matches previous or in windows previous, and just dominant with the opportunities that he, that he had in that window there. So it's been a new guy every window for me. Mm. What, about, what about Boyjan? I mean, if he hasn't made those saves, he's made some huge saves. You're right. And that, for me, I was going to say Borjan. I would have said no. him. And only because of the fact that they changed the lineup so much. Players are coming in all the time. They're rotating. But he's the one guy every single match stands on his head and makes fantastic saves. Except Ooh. for Max. Max played a couple games that were massive for them. Azteca away and Jamaica away. Fair enough. Two games out of 11. Yeah. No, right? No, no, I agree. I agree. But it's. I think that whenever there's guys that have slipped into positions, they've all done a really good job. But I would agree that I think overall, in the whole campaign to this point, I would say that uh, Milan Boyan would be uh, would be my guy. Well, I mean, if you think about it, he's made, I think, I counted four, there were four enormous saves, right? And big times in big matches. And they were like world-class saves, right? Without those saves... We're not talking about Canada being in first place, I don't think. I agree, Charms. Right, they're still going to be in the competition for top three. But I agree with you. Yeah, he's been amazing. He really has. Looking at this last window, they go down to Costa Rica, Panama, terrifying places in the past to play. How incredible is it the window they had in Edmonton, and to go three and out the last one? You know that they've put themselves in this position where if they only come out with three points, they're still in. They can, you know, it's 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 as pressureless as this side has ever had it, and they're putting the pressure on themselves. Rightfully so, they're driven. They've got their own personal goals, but I st- still can't comprehend and fully digest that they're in that situation. You know what? Though they lose against Costa Rica, which is is it's possible, right? Sure, it is. There will be some very tense people at BMO Field on on Sunday, right? Because Jamaica's not a bad team, and they've been poor in qualifying, but. They're relaxed. They've got nothing to lose. Mm-hmm. That's true. I, I think, I think Canada's going through. I'm not, I'm not concerned personally, but they'll, you know, there'll be those old demons peering again saying, hey, you know what? This could all go horribly wrong. You know, but, that's, but that's us. That's just us as observers. Like, I don't get any of that from the team. Listening to them speak, seeing the way they play. Not the team, but the fan base. Though. Fans are so fickle, though, aren't they? Aren't we all? <laughs> Yeah. yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree with you there, Dunlop. I think, I think you're right. I think there's such good energy and charms. You said it as well. There's just a, a good vibe around the place right now. Um, and at the at the end of the day, it's it's not about the players. It's not about the rest of the country. It's about those players that are there right now in that dressing room. And I think they've got a ridiculous belief right now. Positive energy. Um, I can't see them not getting the result against Costa Rica. And sure, yeah, it's going to be difficult. Costa Rica's got everything to play for. They need to win, right, to keep in that in that race. But I cannot see this national team winning. If, if Costa Rica have to go for it, have to have to really win this game, that might actually play the Canada's hands. They have to, which means what, right? And you guys know full well, if you have to go for something, what do you do? You naturally open up. Everybody starts bombing on. They start going forward. There's going to be holes all over the park at certain points because the longer Canada keeps them nil-nil, Costa Rica has to win. Canada doesn't have to win. We don't have to win. We just got to get a result, right? Maybe a tie, whatever it is. But as the game opens up, then I think we've got the players that can penetrate and get at them. 
And I'm sure Herdman's probably saying the exact same thing where he's going, look, guys, be patient. Your time will come. They're going to start getting frustrated. They need three points to stay in the race. We don't need it. We don't need it. But when the time comes, we make sure we capitalize. And I think they're going to be patient. I think they'll be organized. I think they'll be disciplined. And then when that chance comes, I think they're, they're, they're going to take it. I agree with you. Yeah, he was talking today. So the uh, Herman was talking today about, you know, watching that last window. And obviously it was nine points. It's great. But he picked up a number of things he wasn't happy about. A big part was game management, how when they scored early, they tended to just lose that game management. And that's when they were vulnerable. So, you know, he, he's a meticulous guy. Anyway, guys, I, I better jet off here to my hot bait with the Rashmadani. So uh, thank you for having me. I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Give him a kiss. Uh, Give him a, uh, a little kiss and a cuddle for us. I will. I will. The old marshmallow cuddle. Just before you go, what's it like to be a guest on your own podcast? Weird. It's weird. Yeah. <laughs> well, thanks for coming out. Thanks for making the time. I feel kind of turns me on a little bit, actually. <laughs> hey, Sharms, did you get your credentials? Uh, yeah. I, <laughs> in the end, we figured it out. No thanks to you know who. We, we got it figured out. <laughs> Tomorrow's going to be a conquer cockfuck as well. It is as far as organization is concerned. But anyway. Brilliant stuff. There go. I'll see you guys uh, very soon, and we'll, we'll talk about football and stuff. Later, buddy. Enjoy the game, man. <laughs> it's getting well, okay? You two don't die before I get home. Yeah. Don't get engaged either. <laughs> <laughs> Later, brother. We'll take care of them. God bless James Sharman, eh? For t- taking a taking a break from his high-paid television job to come and hang out with us here on Restream. Love it. What a trooper. Honestly. Uh, just I saw this thing on Twitter and it was talking about the greatest rivalry in CONCACAF, and it was all about the U.S. and Mexico. Of course it what was. A, well, it's got a point. But it's written, but it was written by an American. It was Bleacher Report or Sports Illustrated, was it not? It absolutely was. All but, they talk about is dos acero, dos acero, Jesus. Are you guys interested? I mean, if we weren't playing at the same time, would you watch that game, Jimmy and, Jimmy and Craig? And B, would you guys be into that game? Hell yes. Yes. What, the Yanks and Mex- Mexicans? Yeah, Yanks and Mexicans, yeah. Yeah, I'd watch that. Okay. That's gonna be, that, that'll be a good footballing match. That'll be a good one. I know it's good when the Yanks and the Mexicans play. But I th- especially now, I think, you know, in in Windows past, one of them would be miles ahead of the other. And, and one of them would be tops, and the other one would just be looking to secure their place. Whereas now, I think that there's a lot more pride involved in this. I mean, look how close they came with the Gold Cup too in the summer, and everything's been condensed. I think that the intensity will be will be higher. Mexico's obviously down on themselves. Jesus, they lost to Canada. They only took one point off of Canada. They can't afford to lose to the States at home in a you know in f- front of what will be a larger crowd than was there at the Azteca when Canada came down and played. So I think Mexico will be extra motivated to prove that they're not as bad as they've looked, and the States might be the best that they've been. Uh, yeah. uh, in a World Cup cycle. Well, he, here's here's the things too, B. When you when you look at it, right? You got the states and Mexico both on 21 points. Okay, you got Panama on 17. They're playing Honduras. Panama wins that game. They're one point behind, right? And the states' next game is it the next game is against Panama, mm-hmm. which means if they beat the states, they jump them. So you have to – both teams have to win this because you're – if you're in that dressing room or you're the coaching staff, you're looking going, Panama's winning this game. 
They're beating Honduras. Honduras, they're, they're shit. They're having a terrible time. So that's a three points for them. So whatever our outcome is here, they're going to be right up our asses. So somebody's got to win this game. So both teams are going to be going for it. You're not going to settle for a draw. So it should be an entertaining match between those two, the States and mm-hmm. Mexico. I would say uh, Honduras and El Salvador are quite a rivalry as well. Well, of course they are. Even when they're not good? Well, just from a point of view that the two countries have, you know, had a war over a football match before. I mean, it's not just because of the football match, but it was certainly partially because of it. There's there's deep rooted bad blood. I mean, and there is with the United States and Mexico too, but it's it's different with those two nations. It's you know they're they're rivals. They they look at each other neck and neck, even when you you know Honduras has been a footballing strength more so than El Salvador. Certainly have had more success, but that all goes away when they play each other. They are yeah. level, right? No, you're right. Yeah, I remember the United States up until uh, you know thirty years ago, but before that. Weren't really even a player. Weren't he really even competition. I mean, we qualified for 86. The United States were just starting to come out into, you know, a decent footballing program, but they weren't really a, they weren't really a, a, a factor for Canada up until uh, later on when they took it seriously. And we knew once they took it seriously, it was going to be game over. No, you're right. There's some mm-hmm. big rivalries down there. And the thing is, too, like with the Mexicans in the States, there's, there's a wall between them. <laughs> <laughs> a half-built wall. A half-built wall. Yes. <laughs> you can climb over that. <laughs> Come on. Give me that one, man. Give me that. <laughs> I'm just happy your phone's off. Give me that one. Your phone's off and your TV's off. I'm just happy you made it, brother. <laughs> I tell you what, for a guy who's got COVID and had a glass or a couple glasses of wine, he's doing fucking pretty he's doing good. Pretty good. Uh, wait, wait till you see me crash later, buddy. I'll be curled up in a ball with my thumb Wonger, in my mouth. get some wine out. Look at Wonger. He's blowing his nose. Look at these uh, sack of shit. <laughs> Wonger looks like a Robitessin commercial. <laughs> Honestly, this window. I feel like uh, we're being produced by NyQuil on this program today. <laughs> I was saying in the group chat, I'm sure people listening will feel the same. You know, my favorite thing about this podcast has been the last few days. We've had some great stories, talked to your old buddies. But honestly, in editing the monster that was the last show, Jimmy's laugh is infectious and contagious, buddy. I was editing at 3 in the morning laughing. Like, the dog's like, what the hell is going on over there? What are you watching? Yeah, you got a good laugh, Jimmy. (laughs) Thanks, guys. Thank you. Like, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know how to accept that. It's a compliment, buddy. He doesn't got a lot else going for him. Hey, Forrest, were you with us that time? <laughs> Not for when, you guys. When we were in Florida, right? And we just played a match, and we we had a night out, and we were staying in Sunrise, okay, just outside Fort Lauderdale. Where the Panthers play. Right. And we went to a, a couple of bars. Because and- it's cheap as fuck because it was a, it was a, you get murdered if you walked around there. Yeah, that's right. Dade County. Oof. Oh, yeah. C- C- CSA, stick you out there. Probably 40 bucks a night. Yeah, easily. They're like, oh, this is yeah. the best place you can ever train. You get there. And Jesus Christ. There's like five padlocks on your door. Yeah. So we went out for a night out. And I'll never forget this, right? We're out. We're having a few drinks. We meet a few people. And they're like, oh, you got to go go to this bar. It's a great little place. 
And now we're all done up, right? Like most of us are all coming over from Europe and we got these colored shirts on. We're looking the part, smelling good, fucking hair's done, looking looking dapper. We get in a taxi, we get to this bar, we work, walk in and it's like an, an old saloon. And I'll never forget clear as day. I walk in, I'm the first one, open up the door, I walk in and there's this old, old woman that's sitting at the bar, right? Roughest nails, roughest nails. Having a smoke. She's got a little whiskey. She looks over. She's like, oh, fuck. Here comes the metrosexuals. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, what? She goes, oh, fuck. I knew your type would come in here at one point. (laughs) There goes the neighborhood. Yeah, there goes the neighborhood. Sunrise. Um, Listen, we had one drink and we were out of there because we had so many eyes on us that and you know those those rednecks were just going, oh, give us one chance, we'll kill these guys. <laughs> well, you guys on this on the on the national team, you like to dress up, and B loves to dress up. Like you guys always looked good going out after. Yeah, we're, we're, footballers. Footballers always dress nice. It's our it's our thing. Fashionable. Our sports fashionable. You know, you wear the funky boots and the haircuts and looking sharp and dressing nice. That's our gig. Not me so much. Oh, you, you. So we've seen the glowing locks as well with you back in those old photos. I couldn't find anything that fit me. I, my, my sleeves were too short. Listen, let me tell you something. This guy walks into a bar, six foot five, six foot six, ripped, dressed up, good looking guy. Oh yeah. All of a sudden, Oh, nobody likes me. What? Yeah, he, he's never done well in his life. He looked like a supermodel, that guy. Yeah, I agree. Those were the days. Do they feel a long time ago? Oh, How tall are you now? Sure. Six, two? Six, one? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> got no hair. I got one ball I'm missing. <laughs> he walks sideways because of the ball. He's all stilted. Yeah. You're all off yeah. balance because you're missing the ball. <laughs> like, fuck. <laughs> we love you, buddy. You're not playing two touch anymore. You're playing one touch. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, one less to worry about perspective. Did they put a marble in there or anything? No, they put nothing. I should have done that. I like a big, heavy placeholder. Like a plate, yeah. So it goes down to your knees, and they could stick pins in it and party tricks and stuff. But like, could could you ask for another one? Yeah, I believe you could, but I was uh, I had other things on my mind. <laughs> <laughs> like living <laughs> like you, you couldn't say hey listen just replace it with like here i got a marble for my pack just it'd be like a golf you, you ball would, you wouldn't want something weighted in there though because it would stay in the same spot the whole time like they're supposed to move and you want two in there i don't know like you, your ball looks lonely now do you not want to yeah, but when it cross your legs, you don't have to worry about, like, you know, sometimes they're getting away. <laughs> this guy can do all the yoga poses. Like, most flexible is there's no Oh, restriction. yeah. The plucked up chicken. <laughs> plucked up chicken. <laughs> the spine cruncher. <laughs> it's my, my favorite part of the show is Jimmy's laugh. <laughs> God. That's amazing. When the guys with COVID laugh at everything because they're exhausted and feverish. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You guys got like giggles. 
fuck. Shall we get to any news, boys? There's there's uh well two two stories from the rounds that are non CONCACAF that I thought we'd get to. There's two Hall of Fame inductees to this Premier League Hall of Fame, which uh Danny Dicchio was a really big fan of, Jimmy, if you didn't hear that program. Yeah, I thought it was a great idea. Loved it. Really progressive. Thought it's about it's about time England becomes more North American with a Hall of Fame. He loved the idea of it. So Wayne Rooney mm. is going in. And the other one, I've just clicked away from it now. I forget who the other one was, disrespectfully. Uh Spanish guy, wasn't it? Patrick Vieira, French Vieira. Yeah. He's yeah. the manager of uh Crystal Palace at the moment. That's right, yeah. And uh Arsenal legend Wonger. He's um, the midfielder that everyone talks about Arsenal not having, and they've talked about that since yeah. he left Arsenal, <laughs> that they've yeah. been unable to fill that void. He put yeah. a big fucking Logie right in Neil Ruddock's face, just fucking <laughs> right into his face. What an asshole. Yeah, and Ruddock, and, Rud- and Neil Ruddock wiped it off his face, tasted it as, as Vieira was walking off getting a red card and – Rudder completely played him, played him right into the red card. Brilliant, the mind games. He was a lunatic, Ruddick. Yeah, it's about right in his face. He's just sort of like, hmm. Looked at the referee, then licks it off again. <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> that is that. Oh, you've told that story once before, and it still makes me gag. Oh, eating someone t- else's t- loogie is. Oh. The other day, a conversation about Javi turned into a conversation about Broadway and Lin Manuel Miranda. And me mentioning Patrick Vieira going into the Premier League Hall of Fame as the second class joined by Wayne Rooney led to a conversation of Neil Ruddick eating Vieira's spit and gaming him into being red carded off the pitch in a match. Very good. It's a very good tangent. This, I tell you, this is a show unlike any other people. <laughs> hey, I've got, I've got one for you, right? Rumor. Rumor, because you know I like these little rumors. Allegedly. Allegedly. Hit us up with the rumors. I'm going to hit you up with the rumor. I don't know. I heard about this, and my brother sent me a note about it. Like a handwritten note? Okay, my brother Michael, the one that, sh- the one, the one that shit himself. Apparently, and I don't know. I'm just hearing it. I'm not saying this is fact or whatever it is. This is what I've heard, okay, that Larry Tenenbaum and another group are going after Chelsea. Mm. Has wow. anybody heard this yet? Is that old news? Yes, that's old news. Is, is that not even out there? Well, we don't walk the dogs in Forest Hill in your neighborhood. We don't hear this. T- these. T- well, why didn't you tell it? Well, I thought it was. I thought it was out there. It has nothing to do with MLSE. Nothing. Oh, it's Larry and some new friends. Larry what? and a friend mm-hmm. apparently are, are putting a bid in for Chelsea. Larry's got a new gang. So that's correct. The deadline was Friday, though, but because it's the government, does that mean it was just a soft deadline? They're still taking bids, or they're they're running the uh, the Saudis and the rickets through the fit and proper persons test. The internet has run rickets through the uh, unlike unlikable test. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you've seen Twitter at all. Rickets out or mm-hmm. no way rickets. I forget yeah. what the hashtag was, but God, the internet went on fire. Yeah. So Larry Tannenbaum, uh, I mean, Larry Tannenbaum would need a group, a consortium for sure. We're talking about two and a half billion pounds, three billion pounds, you know, but it it is something that that he's interested in. There's no question. So now what, what would that do for TFC? Nothing. You don't think so? No, because it will have nothing to do with major league, uh, Maple Leaf sports and entertainment. Right. But 
Could they not have a partnership? Well, didn't he go after Leeds as well? MLSE went after Leeds officially, or the rumor was it was them I, as I a group. I thought it was Leeds, Sheffield Wednesday, and then wasn't it Tottenham? Didn't they go after Tottenham at one point? Mm, I can't remember Tottenham. Leeds for sure I remember because Leeds were I know Wednesday as well. I thought Wednesday. I, th- I think you're right about that. But I d- also remember hearing that was MLSE as the group. If Larry's got a brand new gang over here and he's he's got some new people that's unaffiliated with that's MLSE. That's a monster then, one if he gets Chelsea. Oh, my God. That would be wild. It was oh, a story. Man. It was a story out two days ago. I just looked at it on Sportsnet. It was a Sky News story that Larry was going after them. I think with Get, a new consortium. You, you need a new homepage, Wanger. It's been years since you worked there. You need a new homepage. <laughs> it came up in a Google search, brother. It's not a homepage, Wanger. Does it say who who the group is or no? It says Todd Bowley from Los Angeles Dodgers. The Ricketts family, the Chicago clubs, um, clubs. These are separate bids, yes. Oh, These those are, are separate. The the Dodgers was one consortium, and the, the Ricketts right. family was. Well, oh no! What he know. says here, sorry for my bad reporting, but I longer doesn't listen to the old shows. He doesn't know we've already hit this. Yeah, this we three, talked about three that. Three shows old. No, no, I did, I did. Sorry, I'm out of it. Kleinman does not state if MLSC is involved, but our our Craig Forrest has said he's not involved. So. Rumor has it. Yeah, from the conversations in the clubhouse at the uh, Lawn Bowling Club of Toronto there, whatever fancy shit. That's shindies. right. I got my ears to the ground in Forest Hill. What's going on? <laughs> <laughs> All that inherited money, I tell you what, is fucking insane. Those guys got to – awesome. They work hard over there. Yeah, Canadian, <laughs> Canadian legend with <laughs> – <laughs> One of the richest neighborhoods on the continent named after you, buddy. Yeah. All these rich guys. Greg Forest I found, Hill. Yeah. I found out, you know, you know these people for years, you're kind of wondering what they do. What do they do? And it's like, next thing you know, no, they haven't done anything for fucking ever. Like they're, they're my age and they've never worked a day in their life. They live in mansions. It's like, Jesus Christ. Oh, yeah. My granddaddy did this. My grand, great granddaddy did this. Holy shit. <laughs> Not my people. It's very, it's very, it's very community based, then. Yeah, so yeah. Oh, yeah. oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. Good neighbors. Everyone's looking it's out mis- for each other. <laughs> oh yeah, it's misery and com- it's miser- misery and fucking paradise. That's what it is. <laughs> Filled with real people's people, you know, looking out for each other. Housewives of Forest Hill. Oh god. There's a YouTube show for you. Hmm? Well, I, I always Haunting I always idea. tell the story what the uh the eyeballs were looking at it, Jimmy. We went to a party at Craig's, I think for his 50th. There were Forest Hill people and then there were Craig's friends. And the separation was like at 11 o'clock, the party just kind of went off and dancing and lots of craziness. And um, they were just staring at us like we were animals, like we were in the zoo. They were the keepers and we were in the zoo, just like all dancing around, doing shenanigans. <laughs> Do you remember when uh, Cheyenne, my daughter, she had her friends over and they they, they started partying and started doing their own thing. And then... They ended up joining in because we were having such a great time. They're, so anyway, we're out back and Alex McHackney's there and one legend. of Cheyenne's legend. And, you know, Alex, white hair, got the white teeth like you never known and just had him on the show. And uh, she says, you look like Austin Powers' dad. <laughs> How'd he take that? <laughs> Oh, fuck, Alex. And we hit the floor laughing. You know, Alex, you, you yeah. thought that was absolutely brilliant. 
We've had some good parties at your house, boy. Oh yeah. Poof. Especially with big sluts. <laughs> oh, Sutton. Sutton. Jesus Christ, rolling around in the mud. Fighting with the dog. <laughs> Fighting with the dog in the backyard. Yep, that's right. Is Greg He's Sutton a- still in charge of Concordia? Yes, he is. He was running the program there. Yeah. A few years now, right? Did he, yeah, didn't he take over for Lloyd Barker when Lloyd moved to Toronto to do the Fox show with me? Yeah, he's still there. That's oh. right. Yeah. Still on it. All right. Wonger, before we lose you to the NyQuil. It's 40 picks. It's 40 picks. It's 40 picks. On 40 Prime. Hey, there's some interesting odds here, by the way. Well, read them to us. Explain it to us for us. Well, I'm going to let you do that, but then I'm going to come in and tell you, like, because I, I, I'm surprised Canada's that much of a favorite. Hmm. Okay, so let's do Mexico, USA. We're doing all CONCACAF. Uh, two games for CONCACAF is what we're betting on. Yeah. Mexico uh, hot favorites. No, slight favorites. No, hot favorites. First game, Mexico, USA, over, under, is two and a quarter. Uh, Mexico is favored at negative 105. Yeah, minus, USA, minus 105. Minus 105. USA plus 295, and the draws plus 226. You got it, 226. So I think the the value here is in Mexico because it's uh, almost even. It's only costing you five cents if you like the Mexicans to win at the Azteca. And uh, we were just discussing what that's going to be like. They're not losing to the States. I don't know what you think, Jimmy. I'd love to actually know, Jimmy, what you think of Christian Pulisic. I feel like that's a conversation I've never had with you, and I'd love to hear your take. I think he's a very good player. A very good player. I rate him big time. Bit of an enigma since he's been to uh, Larry Tannenbaum's future purchase, don't you think? I don't know. I... I... I think he's got- like. What is he? Is he the is he you know the the face of of American football like we all thought when he was at Dortmund? I feel as though he's kind of stuttered and stumbled, you know, over the last couple of years, and he's had no luck with injuries. Yeah, yeah, but it's diff- it's difficult too. I mean, look, you 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 you're leaving you're leaving the Bundesliga, which is a great league. Don't get me wrong, like one of the best in the world. But you, you're going to the Premier League now, and you're playing against the best best of the best in the Premier League where it is. Um, and he's had some games where he, where he stands out and you're like, Jesus Christ, this guy's great. But he does drift in and out in games. Yeah, of course he does. Um, but when he's on form, I think he's a fantastic player. Truly do think he is. But at the end of the day, you got to perform week in and week out. You know? Um, I think, don't you think, Jimmy, that he suits Chelsea down to the ground? I really do. Uh, and he fits into their system and he's... He, sure he does. But when you... But from the national team point of view, it, to be that to be Captain America, I don't, I'm not sure he's that guy no. to take that. No, he's not. Right? There's no chance. Right. Look, if you if you look back over the years and you go Captain America, who would you say? Landon Donovan, yeah, Dempsey. Clem Dempsey, Donovan, right? Donovan, because they they took it in their shoulders and they're like, yeah, yeah. you know, we're we're American, we're this, we're but Ronaldo, Ronaldo, but he's not Eric. that type of guy though. You know, no, he's not he's that not. type of guy. He just, you know, he's he keeps to himself. He does his thing. He plays football. That's it. He's not, he's not, mm-hmm. he's not a, you know, he's not a Clint Dempsey. He's not a Landon Donovan who loves the limelight or Kevin McBride. You know, like he's he's not those guys. 
He's not walking into a bar in uh, suburban, horrible Florida, pissing off old ladies because the neighborhood's changing. No, that's, that's <laughs> not a game. So for, for, for people to say, you know, Captain America, no, he just doesn't, he doesn't have that persona. He doesn't have that about him where he goes, you know, this is me. I'm, I'm, I'm the man. You know, there's a few Yanks that do it where you go, okay, yeah, I get it, right? They're, they're the guys and you can see it, but he's not that type of guy. It's changed me or not. Do you, do you see what I'm saying? Like he's. Yeah, of course I see what you're saying. I, I see what I you're don't saying. See I, it in him. I think the title though of, of Captain America and this idea that, you know, the United States has always been looking for a superstar and Landon Donovan was probably as close to it, but he didn't catch on and stick in the Bundesliga. Didn't catch on and stick in the Premier League. Not taken away from him. Had a great career. Earned very well in Major League Soccer. Changed the pay scale for a lot of American players, you know, single-handedly. And reap the rewards of uh, of that before a lot of other guys in Major League Soccer, but there's something about Pulisic's ability that you just hadn't seen before. He was he was, you know, the flair player that just America had, had been waiting for, and we saw that at Dortmund at 17, and that's why people got so excited about it. So I agree with you. Not got the personality, you know, the swagger of a Josie, even Josie Altador. But I think that the much like the player has changed. I think the that term and that that definition has changed and if he was just a superstar player that was consistent dominant um like Fonzie is on a consistent level then I, I think there'd be less less question marks and less criticism of him and some of the criticism is unfair like I say it's not he's he's had no luck with injuries no that's true that's true but he's he's just for me he's not that he's not that guy he's not the guy that wants to be in the limelight and mm. you know say hey, I, I'm, I'm the man sorry you know? B yeah give me a score I'm going to go, this is going to be a low-scoring game. 1-0 uh, Mexico. Jeez. All right. Jimmy, Mexico, USA, over-under is 2.25. Give me a score. I'll, uh, I'll say 2-1 Mexico. Oh, so take okay. the over for Jimmy. Craiger, what do you got? 1-1. One, one. For who? <laughs> <laughs> He's Pulisic. taking the draw. He likes the value. <laughs> he likes the value, plus 2-2-6. All right. Two and, a, two and a quarter. Costa Rica, Canada, from the Costa Rica and from San Jose at that new stadium. Uh, Go on, let me hear your Spanish. Come on, it's been around for a few years. Newish, two. Say it in Spanish. Come on, I can't. I can't say it. You say it for me. Estadio Nacional. Ah, nice. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Costa Rica is uh, not favored. Plus two thirty nine. Canada plus one one four one fourteen. Draw is plus two two six. Over under is two, which is a weird over under because usually I think it's a quarter. But uh, we'll start with you, Craiger. What do you think the game is going to be tomorrow? Well, there's no way I'm betting against Canada. But when I look at those odds, I would I'd be more inclined to take the over than I would do Canada winning because of those odds. Dude, I was going to say the exact same thing. I was going to say yeah. I'm going to cheer for Canada. And it's gonna yeah. it's gonna be two two. It's gonna be a draw for my. I think the, I think the draw is where the money play is as well. And listening to Sharms talk about you know the uncertainty perhaps uh, on the defensive line. I mean, I still think they're a, a strong side. But I was surprised when we opened the odds. I, to be honest, I thought this book had it wrong that Canada yeah. are, are favored on this book in particular as as heavily as they are. Um, mm. Still getting fourteen cents, fifteen cents with them. But I think that. Um, you know, the pressure is really on Costa Rica here. I, I think that they're going to give Canada a run. So I like, I wouldn't bet against Canada, would not bet against Canada. So give me the draw. Jimmy? 
Well, Wonger, this is what I think. <laughs> if I'm a betting man, I'm going to tell play you it now, up. Play it Canada, up. Canada is going to win this game. Get him. Oh. And we're going to win this game 2-0. Nice. I just like that anyways. And right, the reason right being is, yes. right, if, I'm, if I'm just going to go back and I'm going to look at a few few stats, we beat, we beat Costa Rica in the Gold Cup, okay, 2021, whatever it was, 2-0. You know, they, they lost to Mexico at home. They drew to Jamaica at home. They're not that good when it comes to home. They beat Honduras and they beat Panama. But when it comes to the big dogs, they struggle a little bit. And we're a big dog in CONCACAF right now. Mm-hmm. And Woo-hoo. I fancy those to win this. 2-0. Keep your eye on the national broadcaster, the Crown Corporation. Um, Craig Forrest and I are doing some special things. Uh, there'll be some very familiar faces from this program that you know and love on that show. I'll just give a hint away. One of them is really good looking and has a great laugh. Footy Prime on CBC. I'll say it right now. <laughs> Pretty close. Well, of course, they, close. Couldn't, they couldn't afford the name. They couldn't afford the name. But it'll be, it'll be very Footy Prime-ish. Well, I'll wear a collared shirt instead of a hoodie. Is, it for, is the footy prime boys taking over CBC? Is that what's happening? Trying. Oh, we, we're trying our best, but it's not going to happen. Um, Jamaica game on Sunday. We will be there. We will be doing a post-game podcast. So mm-hmm. there you Perfect. go. Dunlop, okay. do you hook it up? Are we in? <laughs> He's not answering my calls. Um, we're on the list, I think. I think we're on the list, but. That's Should usually you how you're not going to You guys got to test negative for this COVID shit. Well, that's by the true. Way. Oh, that's yeah, true. Jimmy. Hey, I I'll, be clean. I'll be clean in a couple Go of days. Go to bed, you two. Go to bed. Yeah, a, a clean according to the CDC's five-day rule. But, I mean, God, is that safe for everybody else? We hey, won't tell anybody. We just we get rid of the masks for for three days and lose both you guys. Boom. Yeah, what, I, I'm ground zero, man. I give oh, it to everybody. Man. I'm a dirty, dirty person. Just immune systems <laughs> like baby snails. I'm the same, Wonger. I just look if I get it, I'm bringing everybody down. That's Everybody's right. coming well, with me, man. Exactly. We'll share yeah. it together. <laughs> well, you Don't went isolate to a, me. Keep us together. I'm a team player. Wonger <laughs> went to a March Madness party. Got it. Yeah. Jimmy, St. Patty's Day, 700 people. Got it. Uh, I tested negative after that March Madness party. I'm lucky I only stayed a couple hours. I guess maybe it came later. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah, it Who normally knows? comes out around 10, 11 o'clock yeah. at night. <laughs> that's why the, <laughs> Quebec got it right with the curfews at 9, right? Curbed it. Yeah, yeah. So. 11, 12 o'clock, that's it. Watch out, man. That COVID, yeah. Jesus Christ, it's rampant. Yeah. Like Richard it's Pryor a- used to say, nothing good happens after 1130. Yeah. Nope. Nothing good. <laughs> All right. Thank you for listening to us. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. 
Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.